six, one, nine. JP. This is Dave. This is Brian. This is Justin. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and welcome Hi, to episode 122 of the 619 Bearcast. I am Dave. Hi, Dave. Seated. No, we don't do that anymore. Remember? Just, uh, let me stop I, doing that. Can I not say hi to you? You can. Hi. Whatever. How are you? I'm done. Good. I forget it. Sitting to my left. Fuck you. Well, all four of us are here. Say hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hey. And to my left is a special guest. Well, not so special. Mike. I don't think you're deemed a special guest. <laughs> I'm not so special. I'm special in a you're different like, You're like honorary. You're willing to come here and do it. It's okay? so sort of special. I'll give, you, I'll give you credit for that. <laughs> I think it's special. It feels yeah. special to me. Yes. <laughs> and you and Brian are both back from a special time. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Most definitely. I, I saw your car when we parked. Like, yeah, <laughs> no. you're, you're in the same condition oh my as my God. truck. Did you I, uh, chest bump his car, or what did you do? I kind of don't want to wash it. It's like <laughs> it's that last step towards letting go completely. <laughs> uh, that <laughs> sandstorm, crazy. The Coachella yeah. withdrawals. Yeah, well, that's what we're talking about. Is we were both at, at Coachella this last weekend, and um, yeah, you know, I mean, the sandstorm was new. That's every year. It seems like there's something that hasn't happened before, and. <laughs> There was just literally like waves of sand like washing across the front of my car. Yeah. And uh I don't know what it was like for your drive home, but when we went home, that was frightening. Like I was afraid. Yeah. Cuz it my car I didn't have full control and Did you take the 10? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, see, the, we never we never take the 10. Yeah. Well, how do you go? We always go home on the 111 like right along um, you know, on the along the the street. No, that's that was it. You take the 111 then it pops on the 10 really quick to the 60. Nah, we don't ever do that. We just take stay on the 111 the whole way down. To where? All the way to Palm Springs. From where? From Coachella. That's how we get in. That's how oh, we get oh no, 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 no. We're talking about going from Palm way. Springs home. to San Diego. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Why was that scary? Because it was really windy. You know where the we left where like the, a day before you. I know, but you left when we were having the party. There wasn't like a sandstorm. Oh, yeah. it was really windy. Oh, yeah. I see. Closer what you're to saying. the freeway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I will say when I was leaving, it was it was really windy, but not so windy that I was like freaked out that the car would fly off or something. No, oh, that's I mean that's that's the area where the uh, wind farm is, which right. of course makes sense because yeah, it's always windy. It's, it's of, always windy. It's one but, of the windiest places yeah. in the world. There. And you get really yeah. shitty gas mileage and. Imagine having a bike through there. You see people on bikes and you're like, well, Sunday when you guys were at Coachella, I was out taking pictures and I was out there because I wanted to get pictures of the windmills. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was crazy windy. I'm sitting in my car. My car is pulled over and it is shaking and being buffeted so much by the wind. It was like being in that massive earthquake in Easter two years ago. But that's kind of typical for, um, Palm Springs in the spring. Well, I mean, I mean that's why they have a wind farm. Cause yeah, it's, it's windy. Yeah. But I mean, in some of the neighborhoods, I mean, there's even some neighborhoods that are known not to be great neighborhoods because they have bad bounce of wind. Yeah. Someone was telling me that the other day. There were like real estate prices based on a certain street. Yeah, near or, the airport. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, but, I mean, no, even uh, when we were hanging out at, um, at Darren's place on Sunday when you guys came over the barbecue, I mean, that was the only thing about the day that was kind of like, because uh, it was so windy, it was like, you know, it's kind of chilly. Yeah. <laughs> really well, we had some yeah. fairly shitty weather here 
that you missed. Yeah. So I'm pretty happy about that. It was windy here too. Well, and the I weird thing, the, the weird thing is, you know, I was out there in the middle of the wind, and it was crazy. And then I get, and then I drive back to the hotel. I went out again at night, and right. um, uh, what was it? Uh, Indian Canyon was closed, and then right. I pull off on on Gene Autry, and that was. I mean, you, you pull up. It was dark out. And I just, I pulled off and all of a sudden I see this huge barrier across the street and there were no lights or anything and the wind is blowing like crazy. And seriously, all you needed was like a couple orchestral stings and a zombie horde coming at you. That's how it looked like. <laughs> no, it, was, it was, it was, it was crazy. And it was, um, I mean, we, we had the advantage of um, parking in the ADA lot because I had a, a temporary uh, handicap pass, which was great. So um, we didn't have to hike back to our car. I know, like Dan and some of the other guys had these crazy pictures because they had been they had to walk through yeah. a sandstorm basically to get back to their car. That yeah. was me. It was rough. Yeah, it's like the mummy. That sounds. It sounds crazy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm sold on the ADA lot. I'm doing that from now on. That's like a done deal. I'm not sure what was more rough though—that walk home to back to the car or watching the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, no, that was your oh, fault. Why? That was, that was your fault wow. for watching the Red Hot uh, Chili Peppers. The Red Hot wow. Chili Peppers. They, I do too, but they're not really culturally relevant anymore. No. Well, and they're like it was everything off their new album, and they're very oh, serious. Yeah. And they uh, all they look kind do of. Anything, they didn't do anything. I didn't. Good God. Nothing. Definitely nothing. I mean, we only stuck around for like. There was six no or seven light bulbs songs. on their heads or fire. Yeah, they, they, they weren't being or, fun. Yeah. What's I'm a little afraid of the Depeche Mode thing. I haven't listened to the new album, but everybody's panning it and I'm thinking gosh I think well, it's a brilliant idea to play all their new stuff Depeche Mode knows where their bread's buttered they, they're they not going to make you listen so. to a whole bunch of new stuff I mean they'll play new stuff but they'll they'll go back mm. I mean at least every time I've seen them they've gone fairly far back mm. um, so the Julia yeah I, I didn't hear a note I didn't see a glimpse <laughs> um, I was nowhere near there I went to uh, Disclosure to to close things out and it was a big crazy sexy bear disco party it was, the, <laughs> it was one of the best closings I've ever experienced in Coachella it was just it was ridiculous it was just there's something about when word gets out that that's kind of like okay well this is going to be the place to be so just make sure everybody knows this is where you're this is where you should be and then you look around and there's like 50 bears, you know. And I, I was joking. Someone was talking about it at the pool party, and I was like, oh, they were this year's Avicii or this year's but, whatever. Well, see, Avicii was like more like there was a scattered handful of us there, and honestly, Avicii is just an okay act for me. This was more like when we went to the presets um, yeah, two the, years ago. Yeah, that was the one The before. presets were, is, are a wonderful band, and they put on an amazing show, and <laughs> Disclosure was just a blast. It's like mm. these kids, there's like two kids, and they're like 17 or 22 or something, huh. and they're just up there with keyboards, and they're just making shit happen, and um, it was really great. There was such good energy, and it was just the perfect. And so you're dancing, and you're just having this wonderful time, and you look outside, and like the whole world is coming down outside because of this wind. I mean, these palm trees. It looks. Oh, yeah. It literally <laughs> looks like things were just going to uproot and fly away. Like you're looking up, and, <laughs> yeah, and the lights God. and the speakers above you are shaking and rattling back and forth uh, because that's, that's how windy it was. But it was just kind of glorious. Just to put another different perspective on it, got out of my car to take pictures. Getting back in, I could not open the car door. Because stay in so. the fucking car, for God's sake! <laughs> I know What's the zombie horde was down the street, but yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. was it was crazy. Weird. It's like, What's that noise? Uh-huh. Yeah. So now, so tell me more about what? your overall experience this this year. I feel like for me, it was the best Coachella ever because I think I finally figured I mean, out how, how many have you been to so far. Well, four, I guess, because okay. there's one in like '98, okay. and then these three in a row. And for me, I think I figured out the magic of Coachella, which is to not care and to just follow your instincts. And if you hear something cool, like hang out. And if you're yeah. bored, go to the next thing. 
That's, and like, I really that's just, kind of like a Comic Con strategy too, actually. You know? Yeah. Because if you get stressed out about following the schedule and trying to be here, there, and, and everywhere, and into this salon before it closes and everything else, you make yourself nuts. Yeah, and then so I had a nice little group. Um, it was Richard that you guys know, and then um, Paul, his sort of date for the weekend. The three of us hung out the whole time, and all three of us were super easygoing. And um, so it worked out really well. It was very low key and just kind of fun. And yeah. What about what like what, when what bands did you really dig? Um, I think the stuff that we all liked the most was the DJ stuff. So Dogblood, which is like Skrillex and some. I know people guy. that went there and Boys Boys. enjoyed it. Skrillex and Boys Noise. And then. Um, Infected mushroom. Yeah, I saw Super some of cool. that. I saw some of that. <laughs> and that he was, was the one with the crazy like stage jokes. show, right? Or was yeah, it? they had these two like yeah, so, um, like pods yeah, on the I stage, and they use this ca- camera technique or photo- whatever to make them look three D. Like the yeah, movie. they had HD Digital projectors yeah. and all kinds of yeah. It was, that was really neat to see. I'm glad I got to see some of that. And then um, of Monsters and Men were like the first band we saw, and I was like, yes, I nailed it. That was the first <laughs> band you saw, but that was weren't they? Didn't they play on Saturday? No, it was Friday, was but it, Friday? it was like Friday, at, like I don't know. Five. Oh, as the sun was kind of coming down. A yeah, little bit. Yeah. yeah, I was there. I, I, I saw that. And, I thought they sounded yeah, so good. I thought they were great. I mean, they they didn't blow me away, but they were solid. You know. And the singer guy's so cute. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize he was fat. It was like, oh hey, guy's <laughs> fat. So oh, my yeah. God. But surprise for you was JP couldn't get back. Oh, JP's very excited because I saw OMD and Uh, I really liked it. I thought they were really good. No, I did too. It sounded great. We were walking by and the tent was open and um, it was me and Evil JP and and James Lee. And we were kind of like, well, what do you want to do next? And I think we were on our way somewhere. And I I was like, oh, you know, because OMD is playing. And we looked and it was right there. And right as we got close, they started to play If You Leave. Um, and nice. it, it was like Aww. this total like Molly Ringwald kind of dance party <laughs> thing, and we were because the whole front of the the whole back of the tent was basically empty past the soundboard, and so the three of us were just dancing around and just like doing the Molly Ringwald dance and <laughs> and like sing, and singing and just having a, a really good time. So that was one of the that's the kind of the nice thing about the weekend is that you have like surprises like that where you yeah. just happen to be in the exact right place at the exact mm-hmm. right time, mm-hmm. and something kind of cool ends up happening. Um, so any celebrity sightings other than the bands? We, we saw. I think his name is Joshua Jackson okay. from That's, Fringe, and um, oh yeah, I saw him at Comic Con one time. How funny! Yeah, we, He's cute. we we were at Starbucks. This was on I think Monday. Yeah, yeah. And this limo or this really nice car pulls up with security guards, and we're like, maybe it's a celebrity. And then these two people walked out, and I didn't recognize the girl. But then the guy, I was like, that kind of looks like Joshua Jackson, but very skinny, and it was. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, it was super skinny. I don't have any cool. sightings myself, but I have secondhand star stories. And JP is again insisting that Mike say something. I don't know. No, no, you had a second one too. You took a picture with what? him. Oh. oh, oh, he's he's a Coachella icon. Um, oh, Damien Ab- Abraham Ben Ruby. Ruby. Yeah, yeah. I, I said I go. I didn't get to fill him out on my bingo card this year because it's like <laughs> the first time in seven years I haven't seen him. <laughs> it's so funny. There he was. He looks exactly the same every year. There yep. he is, just wandering around. Yeah. Super cool. He'll totally say hi and take a picture. And or he's, whatever. You know, he's adorable. And, uh, <laughs> um, Sorry. I, no, that's I, okay. You were excited. I wanted to make sure you <laughs> got to say what you wanted to say. Um, uh, JD and Dean were there uh, this year because um, Cigaros was playing, and and they're you know very good friends with the ONZ and and all of that, and so. They had these special wristbands that are artist wristbands, so you could go backstage and do all of those things. So there, the secondhand cool stories I got from Dean were um, 
one that he hung out with, uh, or they were they were around the woman who plays the Khaleesi on Game <laughs> of Thrones, oh, nice. and that apparently she's kind of hardcore when it comes to like watching music. Like somebody was like dancing around and kind of getting on her, and she basically just like shoved him. <laughs> oh god! Like kind of and like he's, they said like the whole when they whenever they, whenever they were see her, she was like really serious about what she was doing, and I was like, well, she's a fucking Khaleesi, you know? I mean, does she wear a wig on the show? Or yeah, is, she wears a wig. on Okay, the show. so in real life, she probably is unrecognizable. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but they, you know, I was like, you know, she was having sex with the stallion that mounts the world, so don't fuck with her. She'll, she'll ruin. <laughs> and then no they also yeah, saw um, they saw uh, <clears throat> the guy who played uh, Eric Skarsgård from uh, True Blood. True Blood. Oh, really yeah, nice. which would. I would love to see him. And then their big thing was, because, you know, okay, so the whole weekend, everybody's wondering whether or not Daft Punk will play, because it was rumored that they would guest um, during Phoenix's Phoenix's set. And, um, of course, they didn't, and we got R. Kelly instead, which was bizarre. (laughs) I wish I had seen him. I was just like, what? Thomas and I should have been there for that. Uh, It was was so weird. I had no idea who he was, and people were like, oh, it's R. Kelly. And I was like, didn't he piss on some 14-year-old girl or something? (laughs) But, you know, Phoenix is French, and, you know, the French are weird when it comes to, you know, crime. I don't know. So, um, <laughs> and, and there was like a billboard, you know, touting Daft Punk's album as you're driving yeah. in the city. And then they even had a commercial, which of course made everybody freak out. There During were commercials. Yeah, yeah. And, and there was also before Band of Horses and a few other times. And so people were like, oh, they're here, they're here. And then on our way out um, on Saturday night after Phoenix, we were walking and we actually heard around the world playing. And we're like, holy shit, it's, you know, we're freaking out. And we run, and it's the power station. And the power station was this big, thing that was like built to look like a power station it even had like um transformers it yeah it had like like you know like lightning coming off uh, tesla coils on top of it that would shoot lightning and there were huge tesla coils next to it that were zapping lightning back and forth and inside the power station were all these like old moon landing style um uh instruments and things and then these scientists would come out but the scientists were wearing like hippo masks and horse masks <laughs> and they would just yeah. do like weird performance art activities like sit there in the lotus position or break cables or do all kinds of random things and they were pretending to dj inside and daft punk was playing and it was like drawing like moths to a flame because people were just like daft punk anything is good and so i was just like well let's just say that this is daft punk because they have masks on so who the fuck's to say it's not daft punk and and we'll just tell each other it is and then we'll make that a rumor and it'll be it'll be tra- it'll be fact um but i was telling that to dean and dean's like well actually He's like, Daft Punk was backstage. And I'm like, you're kidding me. He's like, yeah, they were talking to a friend of ours and basically saying, "There's no, we're not playing. Like, we're totally not going to play this weekend at all. Um, even though, even backstage, there were artists that were rumoring that Daft Punk was going to play. So the, even the artists backstage they saw them were excited and hoping that Daft Punk was playing. And the rumor that backstage was that they were going to play on Mojave and it would just be like a surprise. Um, Do they have room in the schedule to have like surprise things like that happen? I mean, are there many things that happen that aren't on the list? There's a lots of guesting. Usually, there's mm. you know guest guest spots. Like Snoop Dogg was supposed to guest spot with one artist, and he Major didn't end Lazer, up doing yeah. it. Yeah, Major Lazer, and he ended up playing a recording of Snoop Dogg to, saying why he couldn't do it. And like last year, Rihanna <laughs> came out um, and and guested with. Um, David Guetta or somebody? I don't remember. Uh, I want to say uh, that guy. Um, yeah. Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris, exactly. Um, so stuff like that happens. Mm-hmm. And, and there's always like, there's cancellations too. Like the, the act that was supposed to play before um, 
before uh, Disclosure didn't even play. You know, it was just like an empty temp for an hour. So, I mean, I, stuff like, st def definitely things like that can happen. Um, but yeah, so Daft Punk basically said, no, yeah, we're not going to play. But they also said, I mean, it was, Dean said it was clear that they totally get off on how much everybody <laughs> wants them to play and how every year it's like this huge thing, you know, will Daft Punk play? And um, it's, it's, it's weirder now for the second weekend because Daft Punk is releasing their first single tonight at midnight. So that means that Daft Punk will probably get a lot of play next weekend by the DJs and stuff. So that could add an interesting wrinkle. Um, but, I mean, getting back, as far as, like, the festival for me, um, I thought it was – I had a wonderful time. Um, again, it, it just becomes less and less about the music and more and more about the people I'm with. Um, some of my favorite human beings on the planet – um, go to Coachella and there's something about being in an atmosphere of such like complete acceptance and love that is you just don't get it anywhere else it's, it does not exist for me anywhere else and um, so it's a three days of, of just just something that can't be replicated and it's hard for me to explain and it and it takes me three to five days to to recover from it <laughs> and i mean my like my voice is fucked up and i've been just kind of a mess the last couple of days um just because it always is a, an adjustment for me and it was an additional adjustment um for other reasons this year too and so um it was crazy and i mean band wise um i love uh the, the Foles were wonderful. There's this band called V-O-C's. It's T-H-E-E-O-H-S-E-E-S. -E 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 and they're like this crazy fucking garage band that's just unreal. Like probably one of the coolest things I saw all weekend. Um, there's Tame Paula was wonderful. Uh, Phoenix put on a great show. They really set forward as headliners and were awesome. Another band called Local Natives was awesome. Vampire Weekend was super fun. They were so dancey. We were having a blast. I've never seen people run to the main stage the way they did when Vampire Weekend started playing. It was like <laughs> just, just people coming from all over the fields, running, running, and then getting there and just starting to dance like crazy. And it was, it was so cool. Um, band of Horses were phenomenal. Uh, Postal Service was just truly wonderful. Yeah, no, um, like they were just, I mean, that was just magical. And the way the stage was set up, this front area in front of the stage is like a pocket. And you could just kind of get up front w without that much trouble if you got there a little ahead of time. So we were right up front for Hot Chip and for Postal Service. And that was fantastic. Um, I was really happy about that because Jenny Lewis um, from Rilo Kylie and Troop Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> um, I knew that she performed with them and stuff, but I didn't realize she's such an integral part of that band. And she mm. was singing duets with the guy and everything, yeah. and dancing around. They, and, they sounded so good too. Yeah. You know, it was just a real treat um, getting to see them. And there was, I mean, there were little things like little like. I purposely brought like a bag of little plastic dinosaurs with me, and I kept handfuls <laughs> of them in the pockets of my shorts. And anytime somebody would come up and just sort of have an interaction with me, at the end of that interaction, I would always hand them a little dinosaur. And you would, it would, it, the way people reacted to that, it was like I was giving them like an organ that was saving their lives. <laughs> I mean, it was just like that whole like unexpected. Someone just gave me something, and I mean, one woman was like, "I'm going to go home and I'm putting this on my desk at work." And every time I look oh. at it, I will think of Coachella and I'll think of you. And I was like, "That's awesome!" And so it was just really neat. And um, there was one interaction in particular. Um, JP and I were walking back to the car. Not me. Um, evil JP, and we were wearing our, our disco hoodie sweatshirts, oh, yeah, yeah. the ones that look like disco balls. And these, uh, this guy and this girl come up, and they're like, and the guy just goes like, so how does it feel to be a superhero? 
And we're just like, uh, you know, great power, great responsibility, that kind of thing. <laughs> and we get into talking, and his name is Graham, and I can't remember her name, but they were from Seattle, and they were just really nice people. And he's like, hey, he goes, so do you, can I, like, you know, touch your sweatshirt? And I said, sure. He's like, well, what do you think? Could I put it on? And I said, well, I go, if you run away with it, I'm going to be really sad. And he's like, oh, no, no, I won't run away with it. He's like, here, take my backpack. And then he goes, here, take my phone. And I'm like, wow, you're, like, handing me your whole life. And <laughs> he goes, so is it okay if I put it on? And I go, sure. And I take a picture of him. And he goes, he goes now could you take a picture of me wearing it? You know, I was like, okay. He's like, because I've been trying to, like, borrow people's clothes all weekend. And then I have them take a picture of me in them because it's just kind of cool. And I was like, all right. And so we did that. And, um, and there was Coke in the pocket. Yeah, exactly. And he took all my drugs. No. And then he, uh, and he's walking away and... Uh, uh, and I said, well, hey, I want to give you a dinosaur, but I'm all out of dinosaurs. And the girl goes, oh, wow, I, I would have loved to have a dinosaur. And so I reached into my pocket, and um, we have these neckerchiefs. Orem gave me one a couple of years ago. And it, when you fold it in half and you put it around your face like a bandit's mask, mm. it looks like the like a stormtrooper mask. Storm trooper, yeah. And so I reached into my pocket, and I handed them that. I go, here, I go, take this. And they're just like, oh, my God, that is the fucking coolest thing ever. They're like, why are you giving this to us? Why are you giving this to us? Oh, my God, shut up and take it. And Evil JP goes, that's why. That's why we're giving it to you. Uh, (laughs) You Because they were just so blown away by it. And it was just really cool. And as we were walking away, like, he was literally, like, already putting it on, you know. (laughs) And um, I know, I mean, you know, I, I guess, like, if you're if you're sort of jaded or or whatever, you might look at that and say, "Oh, that's so cheesy." Or, but, and especially coming from me, because I know how I can be when it comes to stuff like that. But um, it really is like the coolest part of the weekend for me. It's like those. It what it does is it reminds you that you know, especially with what happened in Boston and, and what happens in other places, that there are people who are are coming from the exact same place you are. There are people that want to be nice, that want to just have a good time, that appreciate what it is to be alive and 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 you can find that there and and it's 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 wonderful it, it restores sort of restores my faith in humanity uh, to an extent and it and it really does recharge my batteries and uh so yeah this is another extremely you know successful weekend well that was one that something that had come up and i don't know if it was related to the it just came up it, see i saw several people posted on facebook um, this week, and I don't know if it was related to Boston or whatever, but it was talking about bad people or whatever. And it says every time you see somebody being a dick or somebody or just a generally bad person or whatever, just look at them and think to yourself, "There's more of us than there are of you." Yeah, you know, in the world, and it is, know. you know, and and that's the, that's that's what it reminds me of, and it and it, it it also teaches me to have, I don't know, to look for that in people, even if you're seeing the baddest, the worst side of them, or you're seeing mm. a bad side of them in that moment. You know, realize that maybe you could be a catalyst for for taking them out of that. You know, mm-hmm. for like getting them to to see things a different way or, or whatever. I, it just, I know it's kind of hippy dippy, but it, it's just sort of the mood that I'm in when I come out of when I come out of it. And uh, you know, and I tried to hold on for that, on, hold on to that for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. So yay, go Coachella. And there's that. I went to Palm Springs not for Coachella, just to hang out and enjoy the sun. Poor. Sorry, what? Us. No, actually, there was no horn. But I did, I did hang around with uh, some friends that uh, some whores, <laughs> some, some friends who are whores. Well, no, because so Mike, Mike drove up Thursday, and um, I didn't want to take Friday off of work, so I drove up Friday after work, and he was already at the concert. So I went and hung out with Frank and John, oh. uh, Sunbeam Bears. So we went and had dinner, then we went mm-hmm. back to the house and hung out and jumped in the hot tub and just kind of talked mostly about Disney 
and yeah, yeah. everything Disney. Those guys are big into Disney. Oh, and that, <laughs> no, but it was really great and really, really interesting <laughs> stuff. Some behind-the-scenes kind of things that's, that's happening in, in, in Disney World right now and, and, and what they're trying to do in Disneyland and how it's probably not going to work because you're dealing with two different types of, mm-hmm. of uh, you know, audiences and stuff. I mean, it was, it was really fun and really interesting. Great guys had – it was the first time I really had a chance to spend a lot of time with them. Mm. Pretty much one on one or one on two, I guess. As opposed, because every time I hang out with them, it's usually with another group of people. But mm-hmm. so the, you know, there was that, and then uh, David Cranton like on Saturday hung out with him and a couple of his friends for dinner and stuff. And uh, Sunday was on my own. I did a lot of writing. I did some reading. It was good. It was a nice little mini vacation. It was great. Acoustic guitar. <laughs> you guys even came by and, and, and then Monday, hung out with us a bit. Yeah, came Monday, by on Monday on our recovery day. <laughs> yeah, it was that was lovely. That was a, oh god, that house was great. And that pool was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think I love that. Pool. We're actually thinking um, for next year. The, the person who owns that home owns the home next door as well, and is apparently super cool. And so Darren's like, you guys should just get the house next door. And yeah. that would be amazing. And yeah. It's true. It would be pretty amazing yeah. to have houses right next door to each other, and those and the Dallas guys are they're they're a really neat group. They were super cool. We met them for the first yeah. time, I think, yeah. Yeah. the other day. They're all they were the, super nice. They've they've been in either in the house that we rent or in one of the two houses that we rent for the last couple of years. This year was the first year where we all were just like, let's just focus on getting you know a home, and then we'll worry about the rest later. And so, mm-hmm. the Dallas guys kind of got their own place, and we got our own place. And mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, uh, especially because um, I mean. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, because Dickie and, and Jonathan were there too, which yeah. was great. Yeah. Oh, and uh, <clears throat> we go over and we get there early before most people are there. And there's this guy there, and he looks, excuse me, he looks kind of familiar. Mikey's talking to him, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if he's like been by the house or something. He looks familiar, camp place or whatever. And, and then Mikey introduced him to me to him. He's like, you know, this is Joe, Justice JPA, my roommate, whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. Then I leave and I come back and I take a look at him, and I'm like, oh my God. He's one of the mains from um, where the bears are. Oh, he was one of the three guys from where the bears are. Oh, did he already? You must have left before we got there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right when yeah. we got there. It's probably because you were going to be there. Probably because <laughs> whenever I've hung out with them, they've always just hated every moment. Of <laughs> um, but I had, I had no idea where it was who he was at first, and I'm just thinking I've seen you online maybe, or maybe you've hung out at the house, you know, because we have a lot of people come over and stuff. It was kind of funny, and I realized who he was like just seconds before he left, and I didn't get a chance to say, "Hey, I really liked you know where the where the bears are." So you probably just fun. thought you were cool. Yeah, and not star and not like a, and that star yeah, fucking not star fucking <laughs> right. well, Yeah. Yeah, that's all. That, that's my story. That, that's yeah. it. That, that was my second uh, somewhat celebrity run-in kind of guy. So we're done. Groovy. That's it. Um, that's all there is. Well, then let's talk about a little bit about about Boston. I, I, I will say um, the in, the interesting part about being at Coachella is that you you are completely in a bubble for the most part. Um, I had no. I, I I purposely didn't want to know what was going on in the world for three days. And um, was it Monday morning or was it Sunday that this all Monday. happened? Monday. Monday. Monday that it all happened. I, you know, we woke up and we were starting to get, you know, starting to hear about it. And, um, I mean, the weird part was just I didn't, you know, you don't it's even awesome. want to have, like, a television set on. Like, we got to, to Dustin's house or to Darren's house, I'm sorry, and he had the television on. And I'm like, oh, I don't even want to, I don't even want to look at the television. And it was because uh, it's just too sad. It's like, you know, it just pulls you right back into reality. And, um mm. 
No, it was it was really sad because I was at work when I heard you know that it happened, and I was like, "What?" And so, of course, my first thought was, "I have a couple of friends that live there." So I immediately texted them and was like, "Hey, are you guys okay?" And she was like, "Yeah, we're fine. Like it was a couple miles from where we were, so you know Jeez. we're we're okay." Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just crazy. And then, actually, I mean, before I saw anything, I was listening. Because iHeartRadio, which is awesome, um, I pulled up one of the Boston radio stations so I could actually listen to what they were talking about because mm. the ones out here weren't giving too many details or, uh. or anything like that. And they actually were playing mm. clips of you know, it going off and stuff. And mm. it was I started crying at my desk because it was just so overwhelming and so emotional. Yeah. And oh, just, God. Was, so, so what was the final? Was two people dead, 86 three. injured? Three people dead. Three people dead. Two adults and the kid. Okay. And then, um, like, over 100 and something injured. Yeah, I think it was, like, wow. 150 people. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I turned on the news last night to see if it was, just to see what the latest developments were, if they had found anybody or whatever. And the news is all about the fertilizer plant explosion in West yeah. Texas. Yeah. And right. they're taking callers on the phone, and the one woman is talking about how her husband is a firefighter and he's there and she, he's safe she knows he's safe but her house has been demolished and both of her dogs are dead because the ho- they were in the house when it, you know when the explosion went off and all this other stuff and I'm just like oh my god I'm like no tragedy I can't it's enough this week you know <laughs> I mean stop. you hear that rest of the world stop it no I mean Dave it's just like anymore, it's just so too much it like I hardly watch the news like that anymore like I don't sit down and watch the news anymore and yeah. You know, and it's just like, uh, it's just too much already. Well, it's the frustrating like, part with the news was that they were doing such a horrible job of of reporting, you know, potential suspects and things like that. I mean, right, right. I, I do understand that it is news that someone, you know, that right away they had someone, a, a potential suspect. Um, and, but then when they're, you know, they're describing later on that they have like a dark skinned suspect and, you know, it's like, well, what does that even matter? Like, why does right. that matter? Why do you? Why is that even news? You know, all you do is start sending people into making conclusions and getting right. into. Oh, because they, they'd love to think it was a Muslim terrorist, uh, Middle right. Easterner. I mean, they would love yeah. if that was. I gotta say, and I, they have to forget. I mean, obviously, like Timothy McVeigh and all those people. Right. Oh yeah. You know, and and that's what I'm thinking. I mean, too, if I had to guess. So. I, regardless of the color of their skin, I, I bet you. I think it's a U.S. citizen. You right. know, it just doesn't. I don't know. I that to me, yeah, that to me doesn't strike as as terrorist. It strikes well, to me as like terrorist, act of terrorism, domestic terrorism. But I, I, it feels to me like it's going to be some dopey whack job. You know? Just doesn't seem sophisticated. Another enough, another you know, Unabomber kind of guy. Yeah, like something. Mm. Uh, something dark. Oh, and then also I heard that an envelope of ricin powder. Yeah, today it was sent to Obama and somebody else. Yeah. Mm. So we're back to that again. That yes. was that was that was so eleven years ago. People. Well, what I want to know is, I what I really want to see is when when are we going to start holding organizations like Fox News responsible for some of this? Because to me, they're the biggest part of, of the problem with the fear mongering. You know that they're mm. they're basically like look at going like look. We know people are afraid, and let's go ahead and make some money off of that. Like, let's because, tell them yeah. what they want to hear. Twice they've been brought to court about this. Twice and twice they've gotten out of it. Twice mm. they've gotten away with saying it's entertainment. It's not news. It's entertainment, mm. and and that's but at the expense of like it. our country. I mean, it's right. 
because it, it's making yeah. these I mean, people yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm. it's affecting you know each generation slightly differently. With old people, it's making them afraid to go outside, and with young people, mm. it's making them just freak out and 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 think that they have to take action against people. You know, that they're mm. some like these crazy white people thinking that they're oppressed now. You know, or crazy right. Christians thinking that they're oppressed mm. because they're Christians. It's, right. It's so it's it's I frightening. Know. I hate the whole idea of any of that. I hate the whole idea of the whole TMZ thing too, and making. What celebrities scratch their ass in public, an important yeah. thing. A friend of mine was just telling me the other day, he took his, as a birthday gift or whatever, his mother was is like always starstruck by LA. So he ran the limousine, took her to the Ivy for lunch, like on her birthday. They like pulled up, the limousine driver opened the limousine door, and like there was photographers everywhere. They saw, oh, oh, you're nobody. And then they dissipated. Mm. I was like, oh. I'm like, who needs that aggravation? You know, it's just like, even if you're a celebrity, you know, if you, you know what, if you're gonna do live that, let live, live, live it up. If you're gonna do that, have them open the door and just totally do a yeah. uh, Lindsay Lohan. Make sure you're wearing a kilt with it's nothing underneath and give them a good old flash. And then we, uh, just in general, people are trying to make money off of other people's pain and mistakes and like that. that it's just that sensationalism, disgusting. Yeah, like Fox News too. And, yeah, that it's is just, disgusting, and and it's that. it seems to be mostly an American thing. I remember hearing uh, a few years ago, um, in I believe it was Scotland, there was an incident in Scotland <clears throat> at a school, and it was you know like a boarding school or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, the news were all standing around wanting to take pictures and stuff, and the people from the school came out and said, "This is a time of tragedy. Mm. Can you please?" Go away and let us deal with this, and whatever. And the news left. Well, what was this thing they, too? There they was some actually, kind of thing the Westboro was going to do, and like a bunch of firemen or something. I forget what the situation yeah. was. Created a wall to uh, protect the fan around. Yeah, they're well, those were, a funeral. Those were students. Yeah. They were students from a university that created a, a wall. Oh, was it students around oh, okay. Westboro when they were trying to to do that protest and, something? Yeah, yeah some, and some funeral. I mean, the other thing was like I, I saw. The, I was listening to Howard Stern, and one of the things they mentioned was like. You know, they had heard a newscaster ask, you know, like a paramedic or a fireman or something and say, well, what was the worst thing you saw that day? And it's like, what kind of question? That's not, is that news? Yeah. You know, no. is that something right. that you think no. is reportable and that we want no. to hear? Like mm. the entire incident. Like, yeah. Yeah. Even Piers Morgan. It's just like really, even, you get the nerve of a person. Even Piers Morgan on CNN last night talking to those people in that, at that fertilizer factory explosion, he was trying to lead them. To along too, like how many people do you think could possibly be injured? You know, how many people do you think could be killed? Right. You know, how many houses do you think were destroyed? And like they get the, they had the mayor on the phone at one point. And the mayor's like, you know, I, I really I can't speculate. Like right. this is yeah. all going down right now. What I want, I, what I really want to happen to is I want someone in a in a position of of a certain amount of you know authority or power or what have you to just look at them and say, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. That is the most inappropriate thing. I cannot even believe. Yeah. I am ashamed. That you think mm-hmm. I'm ashamed for you that you think that that's appropriate to ask. Yeah. Like I, I would love some people to start asking people to take accountability, and Ugh. you know, but they can't see it, it, it's it's a two side street um, because if someone comes out and says you know knock it off, don't say that, then you know their ratings are going to to fall yeah. if they don't have the sensationalist. I remember actually reading or hearing something in a podcast because I listened to a ton of them in the car on the way up and back from work. And one of them was talking about a change in journalism. And I believe it was in the late 60s. It might have been in the early 70s where journalism as a rule sort of switched from being 100% objective to 
playing it up a little bit, playing on the emotional side of stuff, mm. just to try to to try to bring it into the home and try to bring a reality to it. And that has sort of taken it and just sort of gone farther and farther and farther and farther. And now, you know, Dirty now laundry. we're at where we are. Who exactly. that song, Dirty Laundry? That's, that was a oh, um, familiar. What's it? Uh, we love dirty laundry. Yeah, that guy. Um, well, even um, there's that show on yeah, HBO, uh, Aaron Sorkin's, you know, drama, The Newsroom. And that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what that show is about, is like trying to have a news team that it's going back to the way news should be. That's reporting it in a way that, that should be, that's objective, that doesn't take a side. Um, and it, I, when I watched it, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Come on. Right. <laughs> I would watch that. I mean, the only thing, the closest I can get to that right now is Jon Stewart, you know? I mean, well, yeah. And, the, and those are fun. That's yeah. the kind of news you appreciate because you feel like you're actually, you feel like you're getting more honesty in those right. things. Too. Well, you are, but it, I you, mean, but it has to be said in, in, in a certain way. It has to be, yeah. well, this is humor and that's how it's honest. But it's right, like, yeah. yeah, it's funny because it's so fucking sad. Yeah. This is the way it has to be reported. Well, and you know? yeah, that's the thing. And it, but it, and it was like, I used to watch the Today Show every morning, but I finally kind of got fed up with that because it was like, you know, well, you know, three po- people were killed in the Boston explosion, and an eight-year-old that invented a toy that's driving cats crazy, and it's like, ah, <laughs> that's local and the news. Kardashians and everything else. It's like, oh, I don't like it all local mixed news. together. There are six things that are going to kill you tomorrow, and we'll tell you tonight. Right. And it's like, yeah. uh, yeah. the, first, let's look at these adorable babies. Yeah, right. it's, it's like, right. just and that Ellen, Ellen that big. Yeah, yeah the world, the world ending or whatever. And next, where to get the cheesiest pizza? Okay, yeah. now just <laughs> think about this. I was just thinking about this right now. News has to keep up with where else are people getting the news. Most people are getting, but no, wait, no, no, no. (laughs) Most people are getting the news from social media, from their other friends who are not tied to the rules of journalism. They can be as emotional, whatever they want about it. So Mm. now you have most people are getting their news from their friends. Mm. And so what are the news companies going to do? Well, either they can try to do the exact same thing and be more emotional about their news. What I would like to see is the news company go, okay, you want to get that kind of stuff from your friends? That's fine. We are going to give you the facts and let you figure that out for yourself. Exactly. That's where it should I, be. And I don't understand why, there, where it should be. why there isn't, like, one of the big three hasn't embraced that. You know, they're all still sort of clamoring in a very sort of sideshow barker way to get your attention. Mm. Like, yeah. why not just say, like, I used to think CNN was kind of in the middle. Like you had MSNBC was on the left and Fox News was on the right and you had CNN right in the middle kind of trying to keep it real. And now it's clear and quite obvious that they're just as fucked as the other two. Yeah. You know, and I, hey, I am, I'm fairly liberal. So, uh, you know, MSNBC, I mean, I'm not saying everybody on there is full of shit, but they have an agenda and it's the same one as Fox. It's just in a different direction. Right. And it's not quite as crazy pants, but it still leans heavy. And it, I just wish, because again, I always feel I feel like with politics now, it's just it's more about rooting for your favorite sports team, and one of them's called Republicans, and one of them's called Democrats, mm-hmm. and you don't even know what the fuck they stand for anymore. Yeah. You just know that that's the jersey you have and the pennant on your wall, and that's you know the license plate cover you have, and that's why you have to stay true to it because it doesn't matter what they stand for. You've been a fan, you know, you've been a fan. I've been a fucking Democrat all my life, you know, just like I've been a Yankee fan all my life. It's that ridiculous. Really, Brian? Yankees? No, I haven't really? been Yankees. Oh, okay, that was the first team oh, yeah. that pops in my head. <laughs> Damn. So, it's just... Okay. I, it's, no, I, no, I totally know depressing. what you mean, though. Like, that's, <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. Like, you know. And you wonder, like, what's going to take place that'll make it shift? Like, what, you know, barring, like, 
you know, a zombie apocalypse or whatever it is that we keep going to movies and spending our money on. Like, what's going to happen that makes that allows us a cultural shift that can escape this. That cultural shift is starting with social media and it's going to have to be new. We're already, you know, I, I hate to admit this because God, you people know how much I hate Facebook, but Facebook has been able to enact changes. You get enough people together who are saying we want this and whatever company it is, they see, holy shit, there's 15 million likes on this. All right, we'll we're listen gonna, to this. We're going to we'll, make those we'll sriracha flavored potatoes. You said, exactly. <laughs> but you said company that can make money. You didn't say government. No, I didn't say government. But I thought we were talking about news. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so well, we're, but, uh, we're talking about news companies. We're talking about news corporations. We're not talking about yeah. the government. Well, I just, I don't know. Facebook to me has never been closer to MySpace than ever before. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen so many pictures with words on them and puppies, and it's oh, I fucking know, like, gross. Yeah. Well, that's what was annoying me when the stuff started going down in Boston. I wanted my filter thing, and I can't work get to work because of the new Facebook thing. I wanted to filter out the word Boston because I got tired of everybody. Oh my God, they just said on the news, blah blah blah. Oh my God, they just said on the news. It's like stop repeating the news yeah. to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but it, that's it. I don't want to hear it. Have you ever watched the news? Because they repeat the news. Also. No, you know what I mean. I don't want a- amateur yeah. reporters. People it, it feeling was. they need to be amateur and, reporters. And it all comes back to this thing too: is there are certain people that I know, and I watch the pattern of it, who love to attach themselves oh. to tragedies too. Who get obsessed. I'm the first one to talk tragedies. about it, and I have to make sure you understand how 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 this is affecting me. And yes. It's Facebook, and that's what it's supposed to be. It's like your personal expression and what have you. But it's like, come on, you guys. Like, let's evolve. Like, mm. why does it have to be that way? Why do you mm. have to just immediately go, oh, I can't believe this is happening in Boston? Well, none of us can fucking believe it. Right. You know? Yeah. You're, you're, you're not throwing it's any public, wisdom on us. But that's not throwing public. That's their way of reaching out and sharing their grief. Uh, well, why do they have grief? I mean, they, because they're sad. Because they're sad of well, what they've but, I think that, I think No, but I mean, some people, but my point is some people overly attach themselves like they live from tragedy to tragedy yeah. that they yes. some people really get too well, far true. attached and, to and here's things. an interesting side of that coin is that there are a handful of people um, in my life that I get text updates from when they post to Facebook because I really do and want to see what they're up to and they're not posting pictures of kittens hanging from trees or what have you and why not and Hang after after Boston um, a friend of mine sent out one and his update was um, enough with all this Coachella bullshit. I'm so tired of seeing pictures from people after what's happened in Boston. So, um, how dare you put that out there? No, it's and my immediate reaction to that was, well, fuck you mm-hmm. and fuck you twice because I'm out here doing this and this is something important and fun to me and I'm not mm-hmm. going to throw everything down and start you know, throwing my hands in the air and looking to the skies and asking mm-hmm. why did this happen yeah. and how dare you try to bring me out of my good time with your fucking, well, you know, your bullshit. But then you just I, ignore it. Because well, and the thing is I did and it also never made it to his wall. It you, was gone within five minutes. Y- yeah, I noticed that. One perspective and then the other. I felt the same way. I was really like, but you, this is like a really big deal to a lot of people on our, from our side. And how dare you make us feel guilty for yeah. it. Yeah. For going to... For it's not like, to exactly back in 2001. But it like happens. When, that sentiment comes out when tragedy strikes. Exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, though, back in 2001, when that that was a major tragedy. And, wow. But wait, but then, you know, a few days later or whatever, people like, you know what, we have to carry on. Otherwise, quote, the terrorists win, unquote, which then sort of became a punchline of a joke. Yeah. But for that, it's the same kind of thing. You have to carry on. Yes, you can you can mourn or feel sad or, or be you know upset or whatever else happened, but continue mm. and continue with your life. Otherwise... The terrorists win. 
and keep I, calm and don't let the terrorists. When I when I saw that, I mean, I, basically what I thought was like, okay, well, that's extremely reactionary, and that's how you feel in these sorts of situations. You kind of have to do something and you know invent and, and what have you. And I understand, you know, people make Facebook updates about it, and you know, it's a way for them to sort of like take control in a, in a situation that's completely out of their control. And you know, so and, and and I get that. I guess it's just when you just see a whole you know line of posts like that, you're like, oh, this is what. Is, what good is this doing me? And then, you know, like anything else, like television, radio, what have you, if you don't like what you're seeing, then you just walk away. And so I just would turn it off. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't have to read all of this. You know, I, I know what's going on. Mm. But I will say, I don't know. It, call, call, me, call me what you want. We just stop posting all these pictures with words on them. Just stop <laughs> posting them all. They're not funny. Oh, Almost like the, most uh, the, of the ones that you're posting. Like, I was like, wait a minute, all pictures have words no, on them, but no, you no, mean no, the no. ones where they type e words. Okay. The semi card ones and the fake semi card ones, they're just not nearly as funny as you think they are. The grumpy <laughs> well, cat thing is own. really old. It, I mean, unless something is just making you wet yourself, just mm. don't put it on. Mm. Don't. Look at it and love it and maybe text it to your friend who appreciates that shit. But know in your heart mm. from this moment on that most of us hate that you're putting that on the internet. I have a friend who collects these things For on their phone. And then and every time you're together with him, whatever you, and he thinks something funny, he'll show you one. And then it's like a 10-minute thing of, oh, God, no. And how about this I one? Know, and how about this I, one? Yeah. I, know, I know exactly who you're talking and about. And I'm just like, okay, hi, it's funny. Let's and talk. Let's. I'm so glad I'm not on his distribution list because well, I, I would don't. go and send <laughs> No, but he's not even sending them. He just starts showing you one yeah. on his phone. He'll show you one of the funny. And sometimes yeah. they're clever, but then it just goes on and on right. and on. And it's like, okay, stop. And that's true. There okay, are some that talk. are funny, and yeah. you should share those. But like I said, only if it makes you really like laugh out loud or mm. piss your pants. And if all of those do, then I don't know. I, I'm okay. Then enjoy your life because everything's funny. Mm. <laughs> the, ones I, the ones I really can't stand are the Willy Wonka ones, where it's really every awesome. once in a while. I think the first time I saw one of those, I thought they're really oh, they're the really first bitter. Couple of times yeah. They were funny, yeah. but then it was I like seen that okay. in a while. They'll, they'll, the Hillary Clinton one. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of old. Hills was there, but that was that was a, that was a week, and that was that was done with. Yeah. But she herself actually got a kick out of it, which is kind yeah. of funny and cool. Either that or join Tumblr. That's all Tumblr ah, is. Yeah, right. Right. Well, that's what they're getting it from, probably. Yeah, right? it's like just leave it on Tumblr. Oh. You know, because if we appreciate that, we'll we'll be on Tumblr too, mm. and we'll, we'll see. It. And we'll, somebody we'll out there listening right now is like, "Well, fuck you, Brian." And it's like great. You don't have to add me as a friend on that Facebook, or don't because I don't want to see it. Whether you like it or not, that cat is grumpy. Grumpy cat's amazing. I'm gonna post three Willy Wonkas well, and a Velociraptor. Well, you know, actually, when you think about it, kind of quickly, is the girl with the Ermagerd girl like Earl that actually. Went, came and went fast, and that's than a good. Lot of it things. was time for her. That to was go. overkill. It, it was. I it thought it was hysterical. I guess it burned out bright. Yeah. Uh, burned the the moment I saw that, I was. I loved it for like twenty four hours. <laughs> I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I love yeah. hearing the backstory on that stuff. Was there any backstory? Like, did they track down who she was? Yeah, yeah. yeah. there was yeah. a picture she's of her. She's, remember, she's, I yeah, she's a normal woman. She's like, remember, yeah. super hot, actually. Yeah. Is she? Hmm. It was kind of like the, you know, like even like the honey badger thing. You know, I mean, that was that was a lot of fun. I'm glad mm. that existed yeah. for a week. And, and I'm glad. actually yeah. like a year. That was long. <laughs> no, no, it was for a week. No, I liked it. I still, I can probably go watch it right now, and it still make me laugh. God bless my boyfriend. Back in December, he's like, "Oh my God, have you seen that honey badger thing?" Like, just last He should have said uh, Ermager. Yeah. I'm like, Ermiger. what? Like, seriously, you missed that entirely? Like, yeah. how did you miss that entirely? Yeah. I mean, I still wore, I wore my thanks for the Coachella stupid shirt people, on Thursday, I think. <laughs> yeah. There's people that still, like, like they posted something the other, I guess if you don't today, actually, and it was something that was 
oh, a sweet brown. Like, okay, uh-huh. she's been out forever. And oh, somebody yeah. posted today, it was like, she's oh been here in San Diego. This is hilarious. You know what, though? What? what? Sweet brown. The, like, ain't got, anybody got time, got time for that. Okay, oh, one okay. thing, ain't got time for that is still in the lexicon. I mean, that's still being used. I will tell you, we were watching Tame and Paula on the outdoor stage. And there was somebody, a lot of times at Coachella, people have things on sticks so they can find each other in large groups. And somebody had her, like a big cardboard <laughs> well, cutout of her on a stick. And on top of that, they had um, put a little holder so they could put their iPhone on it and then turn it on so they could take video as they move through the crowd. She's coming towards us. And you would swear that Sweet Brown was coming towards us because people were losing their shit. Like, oh, my God, I want to get a picture with you. And oh, wow. And I mean, just like mobbing her to get a picture with a cardboard cutout, that is including hilarious. my friends who made her stop with us. And we all got a picture. With you, know, a she, you know, she hosted a party at Rich's. I heard yeah, that. she was here yeah. at Rich's yeah. a couple weeks that. ago. Yeah. I, I think that's amazing. I yeah, she's super nice. Somebody said they put her up on somebody's couch. Like, she was, like, literally just, like... like hanging out. Yeah, yeah, somebody had to pick her up. It was a good, super good, good for her. Yeah, yeah more power to her. Work it out. Was, yeah, you so can make was, a little... Well, make a she was really nice. She just went down to get herself a cold pop. Huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody was barn. I mean, she went on Tosh, and I thought she held her own on Tosh. I love her, because she wasn't... Apologizing for well, she's who doing she is. like, yeah. like right. she's doing local, doing local commercials. Yeah, she did a furniture commercial yeah. or whatever. Yeah, for a dentist or I'm, something. A dentist, that was a dentist. Go for it. So the remix is the best. I so there's our rant on culture, I guess. All right. All right. So let's um, talk about something else that's super depressing, JP. <laughs> 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 well, I don't know about super depressing, but have you guys seen the actual full trailer for Man of Steel? I have. I, I've yeah, seen people getting excited about it. I'm excited. And uh, the pictures of the, of the two bad guys. Yeah. Very yeah. exciting. So no, it's, it's a re-re-re-re-reboot? It's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's not a re-re-reboot. It's just a reboot. It's the first oh. time it's ever been rebooted. Okay. But, because the, the last oh, movie... Oh, I see. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. sort of a sequel to two. Yeah, it was right. kind of a sequel to two. The one that they're pretending never happened. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brother. Um, but, yeah, the, I, the trailer, amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I was... I watched it like over and over. over. Wasn't there? Isn't there like I saw a picture with words on it on Facebook, (laughs) and it said it's that moment when you realize that both your fathers are Robin Hood or something, because Kevin Costner and uh, oh (laughs) yes uh, and uh, and Gladiator both Russell Crowe Crowe, because they both played Robin Hood right oh yeah yeah. something like that. Um, But if you if you haven't seen it yet, I suggest you go watch it. It's it looks amazing. I already took the day off of work so I can go watch the midnight show. Huh? When does when that happen? Uh, June fourteenth. Oh, that's oh, coming. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, Iron Man is May third, I think. Yeah. Well, and then there's the oh, full trailer right? for Star Trek. Oh yes. my god! Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah, I'm it's gonna be crazy. Really I'm pretty excited about that. But yeah, I just love that. Uh, my favorite part of the whole thing was, and I don't know how much you're into Superman or the. I know you're a comic kind book, of, but because um, his whole symbol, the S, is not really an S. And that's been explained for years in the comic book that it stands for hope. It doesn't mean that's yes. gay. <laughs> what is it? Spanish for hope or something? What no, is it's, it? it's they're Kryptonian. It's just a symbol that they use for hope. So it and just happens so, to be an S. That's but it's yeah. but it's cool because then Lois Lane they work it in. But, then Lois but Lane they goes, work it in the new movie. Yeah. She's like the part where they show him in handcuffs on the little snippet trailer. Um, they actually show him in the room and like the military's in the other room and she's kind of interviewing him in this room and she goes and she's like so what is this about or something and he was like well on my planet it stands for hope she's like 
yeah, well, on our planet, that's S. And <laughs> she's like, she's kind of, they're kind of bantering back and forth, and it was really kind of, <laughs> kind of cool. And then she's like, and then he's like, no, it's Hope, or something. And she goes, yeah, it's an S. And she goes, how about Sue? And then he's like, oh, I'll be right back. And then, like, <laughs> looks like he's going to take off and go because he heard something. So, mm-hmm. huh. well, cool. Yeah. Speaking so of Superman, just... how's that meningitis? How's <laughs> 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 that super meningitis? Lamest thing. So, um, basically, if you haven't heard meningitis, there's a thing. Uh, it's this I think people have thing. heard of it, actually. It's kind of yeah, well, but no there's sort of an outbreak going on. Uh, uh, quite a few cases in New York. Uh, people died. A bunch of people have gotten sick and stuff. In it's, it's, uh, it's, Somebody it's. in West Hollywood got sick and stuff. So um, the thing that I didn't know is... They brought it to the white party and 14 people died since? Yeah, that's what somebody told me. Yeah. How is it transmitted? Do you know how you can get it's uh, a saliva. very saliva transmitted? All right, well, there goes my story. Oh, oh was sorry. it? I, was <laughs> I wouldn't. No, I, I had no idea because I thought it was. I thought it was much more um, like an STD. I thought it was more like you know you had to have deep, intimate sexual contact with somebody. No. But no, mm-hmm. All large, large droplets. Pretty much what they say: large droplets of uh, secretions from mouth, nose, and throat. Yeah, it was. Aaron got a call so, from a friend of his, and they said, "Well, I don't want to be alarmist, and I don't want to freak you out, but you know, there were all these people from uh, the White Party in Palm Springs that got it. They said somebody from New York had brought it out, and yeah. you know, just be careful. And you know, I guess it basically, if they say that if you um, you'll have pain in your neck, and that you'll experience um, flu-like sy- sy- uh, symptoms, and that if oh. that happens, that you should uh, that you should seek medical services or medical attention." Yeah. Because I, I had a friend that had meningitis and he almost died. I mean, right. And this one killed that guy yeah. in West Hollywood in four yeah, days. It's, so like, if you figure it out, if you realize that you early symptoms, it's actually treatable. I didn't, yeah. Like basically, they well, say don't joke around. Like if you start having a headache and a stiff neck and stuff, go to your doctor like right now. Well, if you have a, such a bad headache, you're probably and maybe think twice about just making out with everybody that you see at a dance party. You know, yeah. Just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and that's smart. that's the crazy yeah, thing is that hey, uh, <laughs> and it's hey. not a gay disease. I think that's one of the yeah. things they're trying to put out there right now too is that oh. this is not like a gay disease. It's it not just, like it's it's just uh, it's just is what it is. Yeah, it just happens to be. In the gay community. Well, like AIDS, it's not a gay disease. It just but, I mean, all it would take is one, low. you know, decently hot person going to the white party, right. and then you could have yeah. twenty or thirty people sick by the end of the weekend because, you know, if they're yeah. all smooching each other, and that's not, or even sharing drinks or what yeah. have you. I mean, right. But you can also go to your doctor and get vaccinated. And in West Hollywood, I think they were giving free vaccines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and otherwise, it's rather expensive. It's wow. like a hundred and some dollars or something. Wow! Not, not cheap. I don't know. Serious. That almost seems like it's like not a bad idea. Just yeah. when you think of the way our culture is, and you know, especially going to a bear event. I mean, how many people mm-hmm. you might kiss in the weekend, even if it's just a kiss hello, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. Well, it's how anything could spread colds and flus too. Yeah, and think about that. How often have you gotten sick from going to a bear event? You know, mm. getting kennel cough. And mm. yeah. All so you could get time. kennel meningitis instead. Uh, yeah. Well, I know God. one place that uh, I wonder if you would you like to go to Cincinnati on the 19th of May? Why? I already have plans. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not going either, but I wish I was going because at Kings Island Amusement Park in Cincinnati, Ohio, oh my God. they're having a 40 year 
anniversary of the Brady Bunch having been at King's Island, <laughs> and all of the surviving members of the Brady Bunch are doing a first come, first let in the door stage show and meet and greet and whatever. Well, cousin at Oliver King's be there? Island. Oh my! Probably not. God. It was only on for two episodes. <laughs> Is that insane? That's amazing. Mike emailed me about it. He's like, you are not going to believe this. Because one of the reasons why I wanted to go to Kings Island when I was out there, because I was like, oh my God, I'm walking in Brady footsteps. And, uh, <laughs> and they're going to be there. Is I that would totally insane? go. I just yeah, That's Matt's graduation from the Corcoran in DC that week. Oh, is he graduating already? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I would actually seriously consider doing I mean, that. I mean, so it's probably like, a 400 something dollar airfare. Everybody's still alive. The except, three boys. For, except for the dad. Huh? Yeah. Everybody's yes. alive. Alice is. Everybody's Alice alive. Is still yeah, alive. she's alive. Ambie Davis. They're all alive. Huh. Um, well, let's see what it says. And yeah. they're all going to be there. That's what it says. Uh, the Brady Bunch stars now. are returning to yeah, King's especially Island. Especially the like woman that played Cindy. Like she's yeah. kind of to celebrate. Well, but the Cindy yeah. actually is the one who wrote the book that you can. Um, it's all about the Brady Variety Hour. She uh, Susan Olsen's the one that. that oh, okay. The, all right. It's not every. Wait, well, actually, actually, it's not them all. It's it, but it's. Um, Barry Williams, Christopher Knight, and Susan Olsen. Oh, that's it? Yeah. To celebrate, well, still, to celebrate the 40th anniversary. Uh, funny is that the people who I want to meet the most are honestly Jan and Marsha. Those oh, are really? my favorites. Well, Eve Plum apparently distanced herself. Because yeah. she, she was at a dinner party that a friend of mine was well, at. Well, she didn't even do the variety show. And the whole thing was like, was like, okay, don't, you know... Don't, yeah, that's how I was talking about. Yeah, approach plan Eve like she, about it because yeah. she's not. So she's you know, it's extremely... funny when you said that. What makes me think about is um, <laughs> when we went to go see a couple of weeks ago. My friend Mark is doing this really amazing thing in um, L.A. right now. It's um, I can't remember. It, it was called Little House on the Prairie, Oki. And basically, they do the episode of Little House on the Prairie. You know, the one where um, Nellie graduates and gets her own restaurant. Aren't you Little House on the Prairie? Yeah, but only oh, early. God, As it got older, I Okay, so it's a two-part episode, and they play it out, um, but it's all with adults playing the characters. And but they but they break in the song, but the songs oh. they sing are like that. You know, I just met you, and this is crazy. So, oh, so they do all these popular songs. <laughs> What's the last Brady is thing? Too? Hilarious! It's so play. much fun. And the guy who plays Nelly is the one who does the Chloe Sevigny. Uh, oh, video. oh yeah. and he's Drew hilarious. Drew. Oh my god, he's oh my so god. funny. So the weird yeah. thing is, is that we went to go see that. And um, with a big group of people having dinner ahead of time, and one of Mark's good friends is, um, I want to say Mel- Melanie Hutzel. She's the one who used to do Jan Brady on SNL like, oh, a long time ago. Okay. So she was there at dinner. And I wanted oh to say, God. I wanted so badly to go like, oh my God, I loved you on Saturday Night Live, but I didn't want to be that, you know, I yeah, want to be like a star right. fucker and stuff. I hear later, she's like, oh my God, she would have loved that. If you would have done that, she would have been oh. so happy because she loves it when people... Like remember that she was on Saturday Night Live, and I'm like, you're kidding me! Like the one time, like somebody would. One time you're like, yeah, I was like, I was trying to be good. Uh, She was, you know, because I was, I was like, oh my god, and she did Delta, Delta, Delta. Yeah, can I help you? Help you? Help? She when she was on the show, I loved her on the show. So now I'm like, well, she is a good friend of Mark, so maybe there's a chance I'll I'll meet her again sometime. Because I would, I'd love to. Do you ever see the the Brady the Brady's Meet the Partridge Family episode on Saturday Night Live? Oh god, oh yeah, Chris Farley, Ruben Kincaid. I'll show you who Daddy is. Oh my god, it was. Genius. Well, I know we're supposed to be ending JP. Jesus. So. But there is something I wanted to ask Mike real quick before we end is that um, are you going to be going out? I see your t shirt says I still buy records. So are you excited about Saturday? Yes, because it's record store Saturday. Record store day. Um, it's a way to support your local record stores and keep record stores alive. 
Um, MGMT has are putting out a cassette single. And you're going to buy it. I'm so excited. Do you even like MGMT? No, I don't do even. Do you even have a cassette player? player? I do. Yes, in stereo. Oh, yeah, so That's of course awesome. you do. Yeah. You ripped that cassette And I needed the Of Montreal box set, which is a cassette box set that comes in a nice little wooden oh, crate. God. Just don't leave them in your car. <laughs> I will admit, melts. okay. Uh, so wait, what, which record store are you going to go to? Um, record City, right? In Hillcrest? Near Rite Aid? I think it's Re- called Record City. Is it Record Heaven? Record or Hell? Because I was going to go to M Theory. Record Purgatory. M Theory, I went last year. I got there 45 minutes before they opened. I had to stand in a long line, and by the time I got into the store, everything that I wanted was totally gone. Really? Yeah, and um, the, the main thing I wanted was the new Flaming Lips album, and um, it was super gone, and people were buying like five of them, whatever. What about that one out off of uh, Washington on Mission Hills? It seems like that's kind of a random that's one. That's M Theory. Oh, that's that one? Yeah. So wait, now do you yeah. now where are you going to go to? It's called Record... I think it's Record City. It's on... I don't know. On 5th. 5th. Right across from Rite Aid's right parking lot. So we yeah. went, we went, JP Where, and I went, uh, I had gone to like three different record stores that day, and then JP and I went on a whim to that one, and it was so much cooler, and they had free candy and snacks. What time do they open? They open at 11, I okay. looked up. What time um, does M Theory open at? I think they might open at 10. Okay. So you could do both. Well, no, I mean, I'm more inclined, I'll probably end that up, one's are you going to are you gonna get there before, like maybe 30 minutes before they open? I think I'm going to be pretty lazy this year, because okay. I was pretty disappointed last year, so I think... Around eleven, we'll probably just go to Record City and see what's going on. Because there's nothing that I, I mean that I would live and die for, but there are like a handful of things I wouldn't mind getting. Um, and I might, I mean, hell, if they had that cassette single, I might get it. Because <laughs> I actually do kind of like MGMT. But there's like a cut copy, um, uh, and there's a. Uh, I think Tame Impala has an EP, and the Foles have an album. So there's a handful cut of things. Copy. The best ever was a couple of years ago. Um, the band fucked up. They uh-huh. put out this seven inch, and there was five different versions of it for Record Store Day, and they had different record stores on the cover. And there was one from Fingerprints in Long Beach, so I went to Long Beach for Record Store Day and got the record. Oh, nice! <laughs> the one I like actually, Porno for Pyros is reissuing their 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 first album, but it's on this like candy coated rainbow vinyl. It looks so <laughs> cool. It looks like. You know, one of those suckers from Willy Wonka, you know? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks oh, really cool. neat. So I think if they have that, I might get that, too, just because that would be kind of cool to have. So, yeah, that's I'm cool. excited about Record Store Day, too. I probably would. Uh, maybe I'll go to where you're going and then go over to M-Theory and see if there's anything left. I, I think I went, like, at 3 o'clock to M-Theory that day, and there was just, I don't even know if I bought yeah. anything. There was, like, nothing left. At M-Theory, they had a tiny little, like, shelf. Yeah. That was the Record Store Day yeah. shelf. Yeah, and that's where I went. I was yeah. like, really? You know? Yeah. He, I wish I would almost go up to Lou's, you know, in North County. That just would be the bomb. Because they would probably have everything. But yeah. it would also and probably, probably outside. Be a, be a so zoo. Have to yeah. Cram. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. I mean, I don't, I don't have any plans. What about places like Amoeba or like on Record Store Day? Oh, crazy. Oh, be crazy. They probably have live bands. How, how far north is Lou's? Like maybe 20 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, about That's 20 minutes. I don't know. If you want to, like, if you want to maybe do that afterwards, oh just if we don't get what we want and we just want to want to like check it out for fun. Well, we were going to go to, we we're trying to talk about maybe going to the beach that like after right. the record store uh-huh. maybe oh, we could do that on sunday we can yeah. also go on sunday instead i might be into that it's late. okay, yeah. okay well, yeah, we'll talk about talk. this offline yeah <laughs> right. yeah how about as my boss was saying we'll talk yeah. about this offline hey, there are and... people who buy records who listen to this <laughs> and even though this will come out two weeks after uh record store uh, yeah no it's it nothing saying about I hope you got everything oh that's right that's right that's right that's right it's not supposed to come out it's gonna be out tomorrow morning oh i forgot i forgot oh well good then you might actually listen to this before record store saturday happens and you might go hey maybe i should find out if there's record store saturday where i good luck my fellow record collector and there's a website that'll tell you everything that you can get there's actually quite a few really neat things so okay well cool then we're done okay well good
Do we do one? I have lots of tugs, so I, I will go ahead do. and I'll go ahead and go. Um, yeah. I have just like the exalted tug definitely goes to Mr. Mike Yeda. Um, on, honestly, in the last three weeks, I just don't actually know how I would be in a, one piece at this point without Mr. Yeda. So thank you, Mike. Um, a, a, a tug to, to Aaron, um, uh, who I saw this weekend. I am definitely going to give him a tug. Uh, to good JP, to evil JP, and um, and to James Lee. Evil JP and James Lee are also uh, were my left and right crutch for mm -hmm. the entire weekend. So I, I appreciate them immensely. To my other housemates, to Gibbo and Jesse and Scott and Kyle. To all the LA guys who were there, um, who were amazing people um, and who I love a lot. To all the Dallas boys. To all my San Francisco friends. Um, to Matt Rose. Uh, to David Krinsky. To JG, JD and Dean, who uh, did not go to Coachella on Sunday, but who came by the house and gave me their artist wristbands so I could go backstage and so I could go hang out in what I called the douchebag corral, <laughs> which was like the area in front of every stage that you could only get to with a, with a wristband. So that was pretty special. Um, to Dickie and Jonathan, um, Dickie is one of the coolest people in the world, and I got to spend a lot of time with him, which was great. And to Jonathan um, Gotti, who is just you know a pretty tremendous spirit and always really fun to see in real time. Um, and to Hawaii Michael, um, who is great to always see. And then to, to Kevin and Michael from L.A., who uh, came and joined us at the, uh, um, the beer event on Thursday. So it was great to see them also. So those are my tugs. Oh, me? Um, Ed, because I always talk Ed. <laughs> My friend Mike you know, doesn't listen. For the past 100, 122 episodes, yeah. if anybody has been listening that long, they're going to believe that Ed's last name is... Because, because I always talk Ed. Ed. Well, <laughs> not for any particular reason, but for, because Ed is Ed, Ed. Because I always talk Ed. So, that's about it. That's all I can think of. Um, oh, and oh, I, oh uh, well, and I don't think he listens, but Fred's birthday was this week, so I talked to Fred. Yeah, happy plumber, birthday, Fred. Oh, in, Fred the plumber. Uh, in uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Um, I, I want to tag my Coachella hotel mate, JP. Oh, what? <laughs> oh brother. <laughs> um, uh, my friend Rob, who totally is now a full-on fan of the podcast. He listens to it all the time and always talks about it. Yay. Hey. 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 Uh, hey, Rob. Uh, oh, hey, Bay Area, wherever. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Who posted on comment your thing? How could you not have tasted those? Your favorite podcast reviewed them. Oh, that might have been him. Oh, was it? Someone might have, I remember seeing that. Oh. Um, to uh, Richard and Paul, um, my total Coachella buddies this year, um, they were really fun. And um, to my friends Jimmy and Dave uh, that is sitting right next me. to me for finding my Lay's potato chips. Very exciting. <laughs> yes, and now, did you see what I put on your thing? Now you have to find Cool Whip frosting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it probably isn't hard to find, but. I don't understand. It's like special chocolate flavor. It's 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 frosting, it's frosting of a, cool with whip. a Cool Whip base. It's like that gross. chocolate cream cheese. No, gross. It sounds <laughs> fucking triumphant. I know, but, cool what are you gonna do? Disgusting. but what are you going to do with it? Just eat it directly. Eat it off a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Smear it on my face and jump off the roof of the building. I mean, it sounds fantastic. I mean, Cool, cool. Whip is a is a is cool a whip triumph. Is disgusting. Cool Whip is gross. <sighs> Ew. Whatever. <laughs> I like it on pie. Uh, I'm just gonna give well, it a tug to Jason, of course. That's it. Yeah. Wow, that was, yeah, yeah. That was simple. Because you, um, you always tug Jason. <laughs> no, actually, I don't. Well, okay. Tugs to Mike D. <laughs> oh, you're, you're at the top of my tug yeah. list. You're yeah. always there. Good. Um, 
to uh, Taka, I think his name, from Taka the Town on Instagram. He showed us his Pebble watch when we were at the hole a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And we were all really excited. Richard and Reed were there with us, and he came over to the uh, the watch, and all three of us went, oh! Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. together. It was uh, kind of funny. So, thanks to him. Uh, to Frank and John, it was great hanging out with them. Uh, to Yay. Dave Cranton and hanging out with him. Um, everybody that I saw over the past weekend and um, everybody that I've seen over the past three weeks and everybody. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure that I don't leave anybody <laughs> out this time. Everybody. The lady at the gas. Oh, no, not her. She was the, the guy that sold me the vegan french fries. Um, so anyway, that's it. Um, and this is, uh, so this is JP. 122? So JP. Bye, JP. Bye, JP. Bye, JP. This is Brian. Goodbye. Bye, Brian. Brian. This is Dave. Goodbye, Bye, Brian. Brian. This is Justin. Goodbye, Bye, Justin. Goodbye, 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 Justin. Goodbye,